T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. TP, the franchise, is doing double duty today. He's not only doing the afternoon program with me, but you can catch him on SNY tonight. So he's working his ass off. Good job out of you. Now turn your mic on. It's only been two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) Double duty, man. Double duty. That's amazing, though. That's amazing that the first time you made the mistake of not turning your mic on is three hours into the show. No, you know what? It happened the first show I did last year. Oh, did it? In this very chair, yeah. That's right. You know what? I think I remember that, actually. It's it's happened. And I laughed to myself. I said, come on, CP. What are we doing? I think you probably sabotaged (laughs) it. It was all a plot. Yeah. Now, big news around Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. We're going to get to it in a few minutes. But I saw this this morning, and I did sort of chuckle. But Tiger Woods is back. He's playing at uh, the uh, the thing with the car. The Genesis Opener Invitational. Ge- right? At Riviera. At Riviera. Shows you how much I know yeah. about golf. Though there I did go. talk to Beningo this morning, and he was very into it. Bro, you got to see this. <laughs> Tiger's driving the freaking ball like he's back. But he made a good point to me, because I would never make this point on my own. So let me credit to Joe. He's like, we'll see how he's walking around in a couple of days. Mm. Because that was the problem the last time he played. Yeah. That, you know, if he had a cart, it's a different story. Right. But I don't know if you're a big golfer, CP. Apparently, you have to walk the course, and that's a part of playing. Oof. You can't take a golf cart, which wow. I think is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. I mean, the average show takes golf carts. I mean, right? come on. What's wrong with that? So, Tiger was out driving Justin Thomas, who he's very close with. And apparently, because we caught it on, you know, camera, yeah. after out driving him, Tiger Woods decided to mock him a little bit, and he handed him... I could just say it, right? I'm not going to trouble her. You said worse. I've said worse? Yeah. Oh, that's comforting. <laughs> so well, Let's roll with it. He handed Justin a, a pack of tampons, all right? Yeah. So obviously, he was having a sense of humor about it. When I saw it, and I saw what had happened, I said, all right, he's just effing around. It's, it's not a big deal, yeah. but I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is Tiger Woods is going to get criticized and he's probably going to apologize, but he may not have to. He's Tiger Woods. Yeah. He could say it's it's a joke between friends because apparently him and JT are buddies. Yeah. They like each other. And so Tiger Woods was asked about it. What was it? What did you say, Rosie, within the last hour he was asked about it? Yeah, right after his round. He played the morning round today, so right after his round. So he played the morning round today, right after his round, as I just repeat exactly what you said. And so Tiger was asked about it, and here is the question and the response from the great Tiger Woods. Your joke with JT from Nine yesterday is kind of going viral. Can you kind of just explain your thoughts behind it? Yeah, it was supposed to be, you know, all fun and games, but obviously it it hasn't turned out that way. And if I had offended anybody, it was not the case. It was just uh, friends having having fun, and um, 
as I said, if, if I offended anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Um, it was not intended to be that way. Um, it's just, you know, we, we play pranks on one another all the time, and uh, virally, I, I think this did not come across that way. But between us, it was it's different. If, what if Tiger Woods took the approach of, you're all very sensitive. Yeah. Stop asking me. It's funny. Stop being so crazy. And I owe nobody an apology. Yeah. How would that have gone? Not well. No, not so good. Not yeah, so good. it's one of those things where, if we're all being honest, am I offended by it? No, I'm also not a woman, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it was a joke. But Tiger... Had to apply. He was in a win situation. Yeah, yeah. He had to go the route of, and I know people don't like this sometimes, the apology of, if you're offended, I'm sorry. Yeah. That bothers people. But I think he had no choice. Because yeah. I think he... I she think pressed he, him. She, she backed him into a corner. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was a follow-up that really went worse. <laughs> like, so what are you saying about women in golf, right. Tiger? What are you trying to yeah, say? What are you, you got a message? What are you really trying to say? But he apologized. And it was... When I saw it this morning, it's... I, you kind of know sometimes that in 2023, it ain't going to work. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to yeah. apologize. By the way, that doesn't mean I'm saying this was so offensive. But yeah. sometimes you know something is offensive to enough people where it's going to end with you apologizing. Yeah. It just is. That that one's so, like, uh, do you think Tiger would have known that, you know, if this thing gets out there, they're going to raise? I, I thought he was trying to be a dis, as discreet as he could be. I thought he was. I mean, he wasn't flashing it like a cigar or something or just throwing it up in the air. He tried to be discreet and, you know, threw a little secret handshake to his friend. I do believe that he was trying to be discreet. Yeah. Like, if you watch it, it's not – if he's trying to get attention, around here we call that morashing it because there's a guy here yeah, who loves yeah, attention. Yeah, show, 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 Look at yeah, you. Yeah. You're all <laughs> – I know everybody. Good job out of yeah, you. Yeah. And I – by the way, Sean, you know I love you. But he's really good at it. Yeah. If you're morashing a situation, you look for the camera. You try to make right, it obvious. Right. You try – so if Tiger Woods was like, I'm going to be funny and I want everyone to know, he would hold it out. For everybody to see, and then hand it to JT. Yeah. He was trying to secretly hand it to him. I, I thought for a second he was handing him a blunt. Like I, I wasn't that's sure. Right. I thought it was a joint. Yeah. So, so I saw the picture on Twitter, and I just kept scrolling. I'm like, all right, well, then maybe they're having a good time at the tournament. Okay, you know, <laughs> maybe, <that was> it. <laughs> maybe they just enjoy themselves. But you know, we're in a society now. Uh, people are are offended, and so, so you got to walk careful. And that, that's why I defend them. Because yeah, I think yeah. he had no choice. No, like no, he's in the corner. Sometimes you're in a spot where even if you don't want, I haven't been in this spot yet, and I hope I'm never in that spot. Yeah. I guess I'll blink a lot if I am. Where you don't want to apologize, yeah. but you're apologizing. Yes, um, that God forbid I'm in that spot because I will blink a lot. I will go like this. <laughs> this is the code for if you're watching on SNY. I'm really, really, really sorry. <laughs> as I blink a lot, that I said that offensive thing about the New York Mets. <laughs> I went too far. I was very frustrated by Buck's managerial decisions, and I took it too far, and I'm sorry. Boy, that hurt my eyes doing that. Uh, let's go to Jason in Waterbury, Connecticut. How are you, Jason? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Yeah, good. Hey, oh, listen, Evan, I love you. I love your show with Joe. I love you for years. But listen, I got two bones to pick with you, so please just let me get it off. And I then, will oh, allow I you. Want to listen to your... 
I will comment, allow please. you to pick the crap out of those bones. So I, go ahead. I appreciate you, your brother. You're the man. Listen, the NBA is terrible today. It's a disgrace. It's nothing of what it used to be. Now, I still watch it from time to time. I love college hoops much better, but the NBA is a disgrace. And the fact that LeBron James, he would do something like that to go to the NBA commissioner, loser, Adam Silver, and tell him, please honor me at the All-Star game because he, nobody cares. He's not Michael Jordan. He's not Larry Bird. He'll never be any of those guys. And listen, number two, the Macho man, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. He's... It's not even close. He's the best <laughs> in the ring. He's the best with the promos. He does everything better than anybody else has ever done oh, anything. Oh, yeah, the macho man. Oh, Let man. me see this to Jason of Waterbury, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. You call up the fan and you rip the NBA. I don't dig it. I don't. <laughs> I lost my imitation. I was off to a good start. You were good. You were good. He, I, I think... He didn't get the accent. He, he didn't go too too deep with with the raspy voice. I thought you did, but I I felt that's what, where he was going. The guy I I got to hand it to him. The guy with the best macho man imitation yeah. is Thomas Jefferson Lou Gower. Ah. So it could be about whatever you want. Uh huh. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, yeah. Evans in the net space and <laughs> space is the place. I got a message for Hollywood Hogan, all right? It's a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert, but I'm taking you down. Yeah. That's not bad. No, that was nice. That was nice. Have, have I said something disparaging about the Macho Man at some point? Like, I don't know where that came from. The yeah, NBA that would, thing. That would be blasphemous. He was a classic. He was a legend. The NBA thing, who cares? We disagree. I love yeah. the NBA. CP does whatever. Yeah. It's not worth arguing. Yeah. But the Macho Man thing. Like, Lugie, have I said anything about Macho Man that's been deeply offensive? No, yes. You, uh, oh. when you were talking about you guys were going to do uh, you and Keith versus CP and somebody else, yeah. you referred to Macho Man as sort of the Robin to Hogan's Batman. Oh, so if you're a Macho yeah. Man fan, and a lot of people yeah. are like this, yeah. where they think Macho is better than Hogan, yeah. well, they didn't on. like that. Hold that's what I'm going with that. Macho Man wouldn't have liked that either. Yeah, no. exactly. And yeah. I love Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah. One if, of the best. If I'm not mistaken, I was Macho Man... And Keith was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you call you were Macho Man. You called Keith Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So I. Yeah. So if anything, I was a complimenting yeah. Keith. Yes. And putting myself down. Is that you how were putting yourself down with Mach, <laughs> saying that Mach was second fiddle to Hogan. Oh, and if you're yeah. a Macho Man stand, yeah. you find that disrespectful. Yeah. He's well, right. I, I'll tell you. I something. think you. I think you did insult the Macho. You man didn't a mean bit. to, but you did. Yeah. I, I'm in a spot in which no matter what I said, I was going to insult somebody. <laughs> like if I had said I'm Hulk Hogan and Keith's Macho Man. Yeah. I could see Keith saying, you know what, Ev, I love you and all, but I'm Macho Man? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I got the pythons, you don't. Right. All right? That sounds like a classic mega powers falling out. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked with you and Keith. <laughs> it, it wouldn't work. <laughs> all right, so that guy loved Macho Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Very good. All-time favorite wrestler. Go ahead. Oh, man. Oh, I, I got to go with Stone Cold, man. Stone Cold. I got to go with Austin, 100%. You know, I, I loved Austin at the time. I love The Rock more. And I yeah. remember feeling that way that I loved Austin at first because badass character was great. Yeah. Once it became an Austin Rock world, which it was for multiple years, yeah. I found myself saying, eh, all Austin does is say, you know, he picks up his finger, which I was about to do and I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Don't, don't pull any light in, please. <laughs> I swear, I didn't, I didn't do it. I was thinking about yeah. it. And it's like, ah, it's the same shtick. He drinks beers, whatever. Yeah. And The Rock always had new material. Talking about yes. pie and talking about I want to you know turn that sideways yeah, yeah. and I don't even by the way think I can say half the things the rock used yes, to say. Yes, you cannot. 
The, the Rock was Hollywood. You know, he was he was a little bit more entertaining. I'll give you that. All right, so Austin's yeah. a fair answer. Yeah, definitely. I think at times my answer has always been Kurt Angle because I thought, speaking, you know, like real wrestling wise, yeah. when he was at his best, I thought he was the greatest thing ring performer I've ever seen. And I've seen him put together some incredible matches. And here's the one that jumps out at me. I don't even know if you remember this one because it's sort of obscure, I guess. He fought Hulk Hogan at King of the Ring. The returning aging Hulk Hogan. And I thought the match was awesome. Hulk Hogan couldn't move. Like he was, it was wrestling a broomstick. And somehow Kurt Angle made this an incredible match. So at his best, Kurt Angle. Now at the end, Kurt Angle was terrible. He yeah, couldn't even yeah. talk on the mic. He looked bloated. And I feel yeah. bad for him. He had a lot of injuries. Painkillers and everything, probably. Yeah, and I, I have that. sympathy for everything. But yeah. for a good five, he was Sandy Koufax. He was Barry Sanders. Yeah. For a five-year period, I don't think there was anybody better. That's how I would look at Kurt Angle. Yeah, I would say, I did like Kurt Angle. I was a Kurt Angle guy. Chris Jericho was my guy, too, man. Chris, and he's still going. And he's still way. going. You know, <laughs> in-ring skills, mic skills. You know, when he when he had uh, Ralphus. <laughs> I know we're, we're going Rufus. off the thing, but Rufus. Rufus. Was it Rufus WC- or Ralphus? It was Ralphus. It was Ralphus at WCW. I, I thought Chris Jericho oh, was You're a wrestling nice. guy. He's proven right now, Luke. He knows oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Sometimes people say they're wrestling guys, and a couple of yeah. minutes in, you're like, yeah, okay. That's, that's a no. deep cut. No, no, no I'm, I'm through and through, man. Now, are you, for example, yeah. tomorrow night is the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. All right, Sammy. I don't want to give it away. Do you know the main event? Yes. You do? Yes. Oh, so you're up on it. Yes. Am I going to watch? I'm not sure because I'm not so sure if the title is going to change hands. Well, I'm waiting for the title to change hands. It ain't hands. changing hands. I don't <laughs> see it. So I'll wait for WrestleMania. But you're, so you're up enough on wrestling to know the main event of the pay-per-view yes. tomorrow night. Yes. Right, yes. You're in the I'll watch like the beginning overall, and then I'll you know flip back to basketball. What, what's crazy is, so I've gotten my six-year-old really into it. Now, I didn't force him at all. Same yeah. thing with sports. People like to say, oh, Evan's just forcing him into the Nets and the Mets. No, I he wants to be like Dad. You know the way he is. You yeah. have a four-year-old son, yes. right? Yeah. He wants to be like you. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And why wouldn't he? Yeah. So he's not going to become a Nets fan. He's going to become a he's Knicks fan. He's going to be a Knicks fan. And that's not because you're forcing him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. I assume it's... Well, he's watching a lot of Knicks fan TV, so he's... <laughs> <laughs> and that's not forcing. That's trained. him saying, I want to see Dad. Right, right. Which is beautiful, right? right? So my son's really gotten into wrestling over the mm-hmm. last six months, watching Raw, watching SmackDown. And when Cody Rhodes was coming back, I even said it on the air briefly. I said, this is a disgrace. Who the hell needs to see Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble? And Jet, my oldest son, says, tell me more about Cody, Dad. So I show him Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins. Yeah. Falls in love. Classic. Loves Cody class. Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Watches the Royal Rumble. Was like getting more passionately into Cody winning than any sporting event wow. I've ever taken him to. And he's into sporting events. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dad, I'm going to be so upset if Cody doesn't win. I'm like, jeez. You're like me after a regular season <laughs> basketball loss. So my hatred for Cody is kind of thawed because yeah, my six-year-old son loves him. Yeah, loves him. Right, yeah, yeah. You got to go for him, man. So I almost feel you like I'm be- I got to become a Cody Rhodes mark. Absolutely. I got no other choice at this point. <laughs> Chris is in Ocean Township, New Jersey. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Evan? Listen, I, I'm just I'm calling in on the Tiger comments. Yes. I mean, I'm a little bit old school. Yeah. Um, and I like you. And I like the, the whole thing. Like, if I was Joe sitting next to you, I think Joe would take my position on this one. Like, probably. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> it, it, can he do anything? Can he say anything without offending someone? Right? Like, I feel like no matter what you say today, somebody gets offended. No, no, and, Chris, Chris, yeah. hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. But I do appreciate you saying it was painful to watch him on uh, the way he walked, like his gait, if you will. Yeah. Mm. I said to my son, I'm like, man, 
you know, I've watched this kid his whole career. And it's it's yeah. man, but, right? Uh, get, let me ask yeah. you this, though, about the apology and see if you agree with me on this at least. Why okay. have to deal with more backlash other than just simply saying, I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry, but I'm sorry. I don't think this is offensive. This is ridiculous. But I'm going to say it because I don't want to have to answer questions about this two days from now. Yeah. Can you not see that side of why it just makes sense to apologize? You mean just, like, take ownership of it and just be like, listen, this is what it is? And yeah. Then, you know, that's 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 who I am. Yes. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry like you're it, offended. You know, too bad. Well, no, no I, th- I'm... I think that would be the greatest message ever. I mean... Don't you think? Yes and no. So like, I totally understand why you say, just say that. I would cheer him on. Yeah. And we probably, a lot of us would, right? right. But why deal with that? Yeah. Why not just end it? Like, haven't we learned, even if you don't think it's worthy of an apology, yeah. just apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? what? Yeah. why do you want, if you're yeah. Tiger Woods, you want to deal with this on Monday right. and then Wednesday right. and then Friday? You speak like an experienced married guy, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Why point. deal with it? Just apologize so you can go to the Nick game and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Nets game, but nice yeah, that's try. It. That's it. But listen, I, I think, look, where Tiger is right now, as you said, it, it's just easier to just stamp it out, go back to golf. But he's also trying to rebuild his brand. The, he had the car accident. He had the situation with his wife. He's trying to get back in and, and, you know, maybe prove something. I'm not sure how much he has left. But I think he, he, he was backed into a corner. And he had to just do what he and, had to do. And haven't we learned, and I feel weird bringing up other examples, because then if I bring up another example right now, it's very easy to say, how could you compare this to that? And that's why I'm almost afraid to bring up another example, because then I'll be the jackass apologizing. <laughs> but haven't we learned in general, okay, apologies usually make things go away. Not yeah. not always. There are certain things that, sorry, the apology, I need more than that, 100%. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times on something that's sort of minor, if you just apologize, you can move on. If you double down on it, while you may feel good in the moment, and our last caller, I respect him, would cheer him on, it ain't going away. And then eventually, you're going to have to apologize. Right. Why why double down on it? It, It's not not worth it, is really what it comes down to. All right, so there is some very interesting news about Aaron Rodgers. Right, we'll get to it coming up, and here's what's really exciting about it. Aaron Rodgers said recently any news about him won't come from him. Well, good news. This isn't coming from him. This may be coming from the Green Bay Packers. We'll address it next. Of course, more of your calls as well, 877-337-6666. CP, the franchise, sitting in for Craig Carton, and we're here till 6.30 tonight. Eat. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. So on the day where we find out Derek Carr is going to come here to New Jersey and meet with the Jets, he's a free agent, he's been released, and the Jets are obviously interested. They're going to talk to him. Some new information, if you want to believe it, and we'll give you all the, the background info so you can decide, has come out about Aaron Rodgers. It is Carton Roberts. Craig is off. CP, the franchise, sitting in. And we were talking earlier about Rodgers, and I, I've made it very clear. I want him. I want to go all in. I think it gives the Jets the best chance to win. So this Bob McGinn has covered the Packers for a very long time, and he was on the podcast with Tyler Dunn, com to give him a plug because at some point he probably listened to the whole thing. But we'll give you a little synopsis here. According to McGinn, the Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers. He's not coming back. They're disgusted with him. They're done with him. They're moving on. McGinn says he's totally convinced Rodgers won't be back as the starter. But, uh, and this has been transcribed by Pro Football Talk to give them credit. Boosting the belief that Rodgers will be gone. Rodgers will be gone, as McGinn explained it. The team fully believes in Jordan Love, and the team is ready to turn the page after trading up and drafting Jordan Love. McGinn predicts, this this makes me laugh, by the way, if Rodgers insists on returning, he'll be the backup to Jordan Love. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> on what planet is that? Yeah, yeah, that's never happened. He goes on to say, it's not just one person in the Packer organization. McGinn said the entire power structure is done with Rodgers. The CEO, Mark Murphy, done with him. Goonskoons, the GM, done with him. Coach Matt LaFleur, done with him. And here's why, and we have to take heat on this, because this is why they're quote-unquote done with him, again, according to a reporter. Yeah. They think he's not working hard anymore. They think he showed up for 2022, not in the best possible shape, and then he blew off the offseason program. Huh. Now, is your reaction to say... Wow, yay, he's available, but boy, I don't want that because I believe that stuff's true. You got to take it with a grain of salt, right? But if it is true, it's a buyer beware situation. Oh, no doubt. It's a buyer beware situation. And I just feel like as a guy who's 39 years old, he's won a ring already, multiple MVPs, what is their left Aaron Rodgers to prove? How hungry is he? And when he comes out of that cave, how is he going to be rejuvenated? To go out there and grind for 17 games, off-season program, get in early with a Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore mm-hmm. and Brees Hall, get in, get on the same page with those guys. Yes, Nathaniel Hackett is his is former offensive coordinator. It's there, but I just want to know upstairs. It's it's not about the physical tools. We know Aaron Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback in this league, but mentally, is he ready for that? And also, is he ready for the pressure to try to bring the, the Jets to it to, to be. I contender. hate to compliment Tom Brady because he makes me sick, but does he have Tom Brady in him? Because That's right. Tom Brady was motivated to kill. That's right. He was motivated to win until the bitter end. Yeah. It's how he was able to win another championship at the age he was at. So there's a couple of things that jump out at me about this. Obviously, it's fair to worry yes. because, like you said, if 
Aaron Rodgers doesn't take it serious anymore, that's a problem. And buyer beware 100%. But I have seen organizations like the bad mouth guys on the way out. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot in Boston. I've seen it a lot here. I mean, I saw basically the Nets do that with Kyrie Irving, even though they're probably right. Yeah. Like, that's a common thing. I saw this with DeGrom, by the way. I think that there was a lot of let's throw it out there that he, you know, never wanted to be here. Yeah. And he didn't say hi to certain people walking the halls. Like, right. This is a common thing in sports where when a guy is gone, you badmouth him on the way out. Yeah. And from a football standpoint, I could see why Green Bay would say, you know what, let's move on. We've won with him. We're probably not going to win again. We invested a pick in Jordan Love. It's better for us. We appreciate everything Aaron did. Maybe this stuff isn't even true. We just want to move on. But we want our fans to be on our side right. when we move on. That's very possible. And yeah. that's why I read it. I listen to it. I'm not saying all this isn't true. I don't know. Yeah. But I do have a skeptical ear about yeah. it. I, I do get that. But in, like in the DeGrom example, DeGrom is a free agent. right? But in, in this, this Packers situation, they want to trade Aaron Rodgers. So wouldn't they want to, if they're going to do that and, and want to save face and have the positive PR, wouldn't they want to do that after they trade him right, they wouldn't to the wanna, highest bidder. They wouldn't want to hurt his value in right. the process. A very right. fair point. Yeah, like That kind of thing could backfire. Yeah. You want to badmouth the guy once he's gone. When, he, when he's gone. <laughs> I, I saw that when Phil Jackson was here with Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Remember with, with his uh, quote-unquote friend yes. that would air out the dirty laundry through the New York Post and, and talk bad about Carmelo Anthony. And I'm saying this is counterproductive. How are you trying to trade the guy but then talk about you know how lazy he is? He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. A, a leopard doesn't change his spots. I wonder if... This kind of story would even affect the Raiders and Jets, that the interest would just be the same. Like, hey, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, we'll take all that risk that comes with it. Look, you mentioned this earlier, so it's it's absolutely fair. And it was before this even came out. We have to make sure he wants it. Like, he wants it. He wants to win. He cares about it. That he wouldn't be coming to the Jets or the Raiders to just cash a check, you know, get a lot of attention and go home. Right that he has some kind of burning desire to win a championship. Because, quite frankly, it's been a long time. That's right. To the point where Aaron Rodgers' reputation is going to be Hall of Fame quarterback, incredible talent. Boy, a guy did not win enough. That's, that's going to be the view on him. Only one. Only one. Only one. And l- luckily for him, he got it done so early that right. he never faced the Marino pressure of he's never won one. Right. It was more he only won once. And he had a good enough teams to win multiple times. Yeah. But this is... Concerning, sure, but also exciting. <laughs> I gotta be. I, I, it's exciting because if Bob McGinn is right, all right. Now Bob McGinn yeah. also said he's citing his own instincts and his knowledge of the league, <laughs> and, and also discussion with someone who has firsthand knowledge of the Packers. So it's not just a gut feeling. It's yeah. not just an intuition. He's talking yeah. to somebody. Um, means he's available. Yeah, it means there are. Four possibilities with Aaron Rodgers. Number one is he retires. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Number two is he comes back to the Packers, which I think we all thought back of our mind could very well happen. Right. Option number three, he's traded somewhere not named the Jets. And option four is he wears that beautiful green jersey <laughs> and he comes to New Jersey. I didn't mean to do that, but yes. Yeah. So we potentially get to eliminate one thing right off the top. He ain't going back to Green Bay. I, and I he's also he's not retiring. Definitely. No. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, 50-50 shot. I say 40-60. Uh, it, uh, it could be a bidding war between Mark Davis and Woody Johnson. <laughs> Which is Who scary. wants to crater their organization more? A bald Mark Davis. <laughs> right. Have you seen what he did? He took all the hair off. 
He said, I've had a... Is that, by the way, is that a real picture? Have we discovered if that was real or not? As far as I know, it's real. Oh, it is real. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because you could easily Photoshop those things. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was just hoping he doesn't look like one of those, like, Disney monks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, that the way you frame it as, this could be a bidding war between two just ridiculously awful yeah. owners. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. It's a bidding war between Ooh, Mark Davis and Woody Johnson. Oh, that's an ugly, ugly thing. Ugly, ugly thing. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, what's shaking, buddy? So, Ev, you go from you go from the Nets getting Kyrie and Durant, and then that happening, and then possibly getting Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm making a com- comparison. That's fine. Listen, because if it doesn't work out, with, if it didn't work out with the Nets, you get these callers calling up saying, I knew it. I think I only know one person, Gio, who didn't really like the move of getting Durant and uh, Well, and Gio, Gio's point, in fairness to him, and I remember talking to him off air about it, was he wanted Kevin Durant and he would take Kyrie Irving. When Durant got hurt, and a lot of people had this view where they changed, Beningo did. Joe wanted Durant. As soon as Durant got hurt, Gio, uh, Joby as well, said, I don't want to deal with yeah, this. It changed. It changed. changed. I don't know. Did that change for you? Changed for me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and by yeah. the way, I totally respect that. But I guess my question to you, Artie, is you're concerned about people making fun of us after it doesn't work? Is that really no, your reason? No, I'm not. But I, I, here's the thing, okay? There's no way you could create, as a Jets fan, there's no way you could criticize if we get Rodgers. There's no way you could say it was a bad move. The only, the, the only thing is, what if we don't get him, what is the move? And to me, I think it just makes sense that you get Jimmy G because he's got that connection with San Francisco. But here, you got to back it up. Yes. Not only do you have to get Jimmy G, but you got to get a, a legit backup. Why not get Jimmy G and Tannehill or uh, Mayfield wow. in here? That combo is yeah, but, not Rodgers, but it's kind of – Well, okay. I, I, can, I can live with that. Oh, a couple what of things. Ryan Tannehill's not coming here as a backup. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the, first of all, the Jets aren't going to trade for Ryan Tannehill. If the Titans decide to move on, which I'm just using logic here, they are, he's a free agent candidate. Baker may feel free agent candidate. Baker's a little bit different. Baker may not be guaranteed a starting job anywhere. Right. I think it's more likely that Baker gets a compete for the job situation. Yeah. Tannehill's getting a starting quarterback job. Like he just is. Yeah. So I totally get the concern about Garoppolo's health, but the backup market is not going to include Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. The backup market is Tyrod Taylor with the Giants, who I thought was a great signing last year because he is the kind of backup where he's a he's a high quality backup. That's what he is. Like yeah. you don't want him starting for your team, but you can't have a starter. As your backup. Like, that doesn't happen in the modern NFL yeah. anymore. Yeah, Tan- Tannehill's not going for that. He- no. He's definitely going to be as going in as a starter. Um, I would I would have liked to have asked already his opinion on Carr. I was surprised that he went with Jimmy G and Tannehill. Yeah, I guess. two uh, options. Yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. I didn't get that. That's a yeah. fair question. As far as Rodgers is concerned, and the comparison of the failure of KD and Kyrie, yeah, it sucks that I'm made fun of. Like, no question. Yeah. It sucks that... Guys are dancing on my grave or net fans' grave. Okay? I'm not saying it's fun. That's not why I'm upset. Like, no offense. You or anyone else making fun of the net failure is not keeping me up at night. What keeps me up at night is that they failed. Right. That's what keeps me up, that it did not work. But I would do it again. It's a risk you have to take. So to bring that up as an example is just proof that I'm living by my word, which is, and I said this last week with Craig, I said it with you today, and I think you understand, yeah. I would sign KD and Kyrie all over again. Yeah, I would take the risk again. 
And that may just sound like tough words for me, but they're not because I'm doing almost the same thing, I guess, with Aaron Rodgers. Well, you have to take that swing. And if it doesn't work, I don't care about the guy who calls in and says, I told you so. That's not a reason to not make a move because you're afraid of CP the franchise making (laughs) fun of your basketball team. I mean, listen, I, I love the demise of the Nets, but as as you said, it's a move that you have to make. I would make it uh, 10 out of 10 times if that was the Knicks because, to me, the NBA is the hardest league to to uh, field a championship team and win it. Yeah. So I, I do it 10 times out of 10. Now, it didn't work. Uh, you guys are now two games above the Knicks in the in the fifth spot. We're three up in the loss column, by the way, okay. just to be so, clar- clerical. So we have one Clar- more one more game that, uh, you know, once we beat you in that game, we'll be well on our way, and, and we're looking for that fifth spot. <laughs> The and you may four get it. Five spot is a sweet spot for the Knicks. <laughs> oh, I get that. And if it comes over, you know, stepping over the Nets on the way, I'd be very, very happy. What if Cleveland collapses and maybe you get the four, or I get the four, and the other guy gets the five, and then all of a sudden that would be outstanding. We got ourselves a little best of seven. That would be outstanding. The battle for New York. Or Players. there's a there's another possibility. Yeah. Uh, you guys start struggling because yeah. that's what you do, and we start struggling because well, that may be what we do. And let's say Miami gets hot. Let's say Atlanta gets hot. Washington's been playing a lot better recently. And we're in the 7-8 game. What up? Playing stakes. What up? Oh, man. The battle for mediocre now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the battle to get destroyed yeah, the by the The battle to the slaughterhouse. That's <laughs> exactly Who's what Who's on is. the conveyor belt? Uh, oh, look, man. I totally get the Kyrie Aaron Rodgers thing and the concern going in. Yeah. But you got to give yourself the best chance to win. These are warning signs, by the way. Absolutely. And I acknowledge that. Like, I, I Bob McGinn, I did quick research on him. He's a respected reporter. I don't yeah. think he's making crap up. Yeah. And to Rogers' point, because Aaron Rodgers used to say, and he said it the other day with McAfee, anything you hear about me is not coming from me, and I believe him. Right. I believe he has a tight inner circle. So not that Ian Rappaport is making stuff up. Ian Rappaport just has sources that maybe are not as yeah. tied in to Aaron Rodgers as he thinks. Yeah. Maybe it's coming from the team. May, well, that's the, this is not coming from Rodgers. Right. This is coming from the team. Right. And... That's a little different. Like, Aaron Rodgers can't deny it. And the other thing that's interesting to me is listening to Aaron a lot, because I told you earlier, I'm a Rodgers-ologist. Yeah. Listen to a lot of his interviews with Pat McAfee trying to figure this guy out. And one thing about him is he cares what people say about him. It, the media specifically. Like, he Google names himself. He's got one of, Craig does this too, he has his name on Google alerts when there's a news article written about him. <laughs> Oh, did I reveal a secret, Craig? No, I'm kidding. I mean, that was very predictable. I heard after today's Newsday article, CP the franchise has yeah. his name on Google well, Alerts. Shout out to Neil Best, man. It was a great, great read. It was great a very, read. very good stuff. Yeah. I, I bet you you're like, oh, there's, a good, there's a story on me? Let me go check this out. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers probably does that. He knew what Schefter says about him. He knows what Rappaport says about him. He's going to know about this story when he gets out of the darkness yeah. retreat. Yeah. And he's going to either be really, really pissed at McGinn and say, what a clown, he knows nothing. Or more likely, he's going to call up Goonskoons, the GM, because I don't want to try to say his last name. And he's going to say, what's going on, bro? And he's going to be pissed. Like, it's one of those things where yeah. Rodgers is a – he cares what things are said. And he's going to hear this story. And if there wasn't dissension between him and the Packers, get your popcorn <laughs> ready. Creasing the crease of the wheels. Let's see what's going on. Let's go. Dom and Tom's River. What's going on, Dom? Hey, so I was reading a I was reading a bleacher report article earlier today. It was the top twenty five or it was the top free agents under the age of twenty five. Yes. Number one was Daniel Jones. Now they did wear 
they're predicting each player to go. Right. They had Daniel Jones going to Evans' New York Jets. <laughs> Evan, what do you think about that? And what do you think the Giants would do in that situation? Because, by the way, I'll say I'm a diehard Giants fan. I don't think Shane would ever let that happen. But just out of curiosity, what do you think, Evan? Well, okay, first of all, I, I don't think Joe Shane cares about the Jets. So I think Joe Shane, just, just a prediction here, I don't think Joe, Saint, Joe Shane would say, ooh, the Jets can't let that happen. I think if there's a number that he's not willing to go to, hey, they could just franchise tag him. Obviously, that ends the whole thing. Or he's going to say, hey, that's too much. We're going to let you go. So I don't believe that there's a Jet Giant thing as of yet. So here's my concern, and I want to be respectful to you and Daniel Jones. I think he's really good. I think he had a really good season, proved guys like me wrong, proved you wrong. He stayed healthy. They unlocked how good he is with his legs. I thought he was mostly accurate. He never turned the ball over. He had one of the lower interception percentages in the league. He didn't fumble the ball. He was really, really good. I am scared to death of Daniel Jones on the Jets because I don't know what he is without Brian Dayball. And so that could be construed as some kind of knock on Jones or it's the ultimate compliment of Dayball. But I saw a Jet coaching staff, and I know it's different. Nathaniel Hackett's the new OC. They didn't exactly do the greatest job on lacking Zach Wilson. Is some of it on Zach? Sure. I'm sure a lot of it is. So I'm skeptical of Jones because his track record is with Brian Dayball as Frankenstein fixing him. Yeah. And I don't know if he's that guy if he comes to my team. Yeah, it's a fair point. As I said earlier in the show, I think he's more valuable to the Giants than to any other team because of that relationship with, with Brian Dable and being being able to execute and uh, and and excel in that offense a little bit. So yeah, I don't I don't see Shane uh, uh, being you know so leery or scared to lose him to the Jets. I do wonder if Mara would. Yeah, well that would, that, would John Mara. Yeah, I'd be okay it, with that. I think it would if they weren't going to franchise him. Because one of the things about this Jones discussion is they always have that in their back pocket. Yeah, and it's not the craziest thing in the world, especially when you look at the tag number. It's thirty-two million. I miscalculated this one badly because about four months ago, when we started to think about this, my initial thought was no way they tag. It makes no sense. But as you move closer and Jones put more pelts on the wall, and you see what the tag number is, and you see what the market is for him. I got to be honest, I was dead wrong about that. Tagging him is not crazy, yeah, right? So I think one th- avenue that Shane and the Giants could go down is, uh-oh, there's a lot of interest in him. Let's just tag him. Let's call it a day. He's here on the tag. Let's see him prove it again, yeah. and then we'll give him a long-term deal. So I think that's an easy way out. But you're right. Like, John Mara could look at the Jets as, you know, basically the way the Yankees and Mets look at each other. I guess the Knicks and Nets to a degree. I'm not sure how much they stare at each other like that. But would that piss you off? Like, you're a Giant fan. Daniel Jones signs with the Jets tomorrow. Well, it can't happen tomorrow, but you know what I mean. March 17th. What are you doing? Not really. Not really. Wouldn't bother you? Not really. Because, as I said, I think he still has another layer to get to. This is not like Aaron Rodgers in his prime going to the, over over to the Jets. right? Daniel Jones still has more work to do, right? We just talked about right. 15 touchdown passes last year. He, he still has another level to get to. I think the franchise tag would make more sense. Have him prove it one more year. We'll get you some more weapons. Show us a little bit more if you can get us a little bit farther with what you have. And then with the Rodgers market, with Carr entering free agency, there could be teams that, you know, based on them losing these guys, may look at a Daniel Jones. So I think the franchise tag makes sense for the Giants. Yeah, losing him, and and I think a part of why, and I totally get it, why Giant fans don't want to lose Daniel Jones is the alternative. 
The alternative right. is not great. It's not great at all. It's basically a discussion we've had about the Jets who are gung-ho on adding a quarterback. Everybody knows it. Woody's basically said it. They're going to add a veteran quarterback. If the Giants lost Daniel Jones, or they tagged and dealt him, whatever they decided to do with Daniel Jones where he's not the quarterback, it almost, to me, would make more sense, as depressing as it is, to draft a young guy and not go down the hole of, hey, let's bring in Ryan Tannehill. Right. Let's bring right. in Derek Carr. Let's bring in all those names we're talking about with the Jets because – I don't think the Giant roster, as much success as they had this year, and they had a great year, utmost respect to them. I don't think they're as close. Too many pieces. So you would probably, if you lost Daniel Jones, yeah. you're drafting somebody. You got to go back to scratch. Yeah. You got to start over. Which you is start over. Which is so scary. Yeah. Like, who the hell wants to do that? Right. It feels like we've done so much of that, especially with the Jets, but even with the Giants and drafting Daniel Jones. It's such a lonely existence. I know this firsthand. When you start watching tape of kids from college and you try to prognosticate what they're going to be in the NFL, CP, I've done it a lot in my I'm life. I'm sure. I'm sure. It is the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? I'm watching. What am I watching? Yeah. How, how was the uh, Kellen Clemens tape? When you, when you took a look at that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. It was just go down I love, And one thing I, t- I totally admit is I love football, but I watch tape of kids in college, just college football games. Yeah. And I watch Jason White at Oklahoma. And I'm like, that's an NFL player. Meanwhile, he's not an NFL player. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing I did feel right about is I remember when Lamar Jackson was drafted well after Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Josh Rose, and all that. I remember asking on the air to Beningo, I said, Joe, I ain't a scout. Why is Lamar Jackson not going number one overall? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's really good. Right. We're seeing it, and yet the scouts didn't think that. Now, they pretty much got that one sort of wrong. Because I, I think Josh Allen's probably the number one guy out of that class. I think yeah. he's past Lamar. But Lamar's number two, clearly. Yeah. It's ahead of Sam Darnold. Definitely. It's ahead of Baker Mayfield. So the other depressing part is you watch all these kids in college and you you think to yourself, what am I not seeing? That guy looks awesome. Why isn't he the number one overall pick? Did you see anything from Zach Wilson? I mean, yeah, we all did. Like, he, he's great. He's got yeah. great highlights. Yeah, he throws yeah. the ball a million yards. Okay, he's, he's a great athlete. This is why I'm so done with this, bro. Yeah. Because I did watch Zach Wilson. It's hard, man. And I talked it's myself tough. into this guy's the second coming, and it's like, oh, jeez. Complete meltdown. Here we go again. It's a long list of quarterbacks, and that that's why and it makes a lot of sense, even if it's not the smartest thing, why the Giants are probably like 95% likely have to. to just run it back with you Daniel Jones. It's cost of doing business, man. You, you have to. Yes. Brock in Huntington. How are you, Brock? Hey, gentlemen. How's it going today? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Not bad at all, man. I'm just, you know, you mentioned Zach Wilson. He's getting me mad now thinking about him because now he's got us considering things like Derek Carr. And I just don't want Derek Carr, man. The mediocrity, just this guy, I'm sure he's a great person. It's just his career. He's used to losing. If we're going to go that route, you know, I'd rather have Jimmy G. But like you said, I think in the darkness, that darkness is going to turn to green Mm. for Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to start to drop. We're going to start to see that jet green come through in the darkness. And when he comes out, (laughs) before you know it. He'll be throwing it, those 35-yard darts off his back it's, foot. It's, all it's Fireman Ed dragging him out of the cave. We <laughs> <Yes>. need you. <laughs> That's the dream. He comes out That's of this in dream. four days, and he hears the whispers. <laughs> he hears Barbara Streisand. He's a big fan of Babs. Yeah. By the way, I, I did not realize this. I did a little research on Barbara Streisand because all I know about Barbara Streisand is that my mom loves her, and I bought my mom and dad Streisand tickets years ago, and they were very, very expensive. That's what I know about Barbara Streisand. So Craig the other day says, spell Barbara. I'm like, well, that's easy. B-A-B-A-R-A. I say, spell Barbara. He's like, no, it's Barbara. 
B-A-R-B-R-A. And I looked it up because Craig's, you know, sometimes BSs me. Yeah. And he, and he ends up fooling me because sometimes I'm the village idiot. <laughs> so I looked this up, and her real name is Barbara, and she changed it to Barbara as a stage name. Wow. True story. Now, I don't know why. Yeah. I'm sure that we have a 92-year-old listener who will call up very soon and say, here's the reason why she yeah. did it. And if you're out there, uh, we'll let you in. Or you, just tell Lugie off air. Usually the stage name is completely different than your government name. Right. Your government name isn't CP. Right. It's right. short for, can I can I reveal that? Yeah, or Casey. Is that a secret? Casey. It's Casey. That's it. And it makes yeah. sense, CP. Yeah. And your last name starts with the letter P. So That's it's like, it. there you go. That's it. <laughs> but uh, why, what's the reason about, why did she go Barbara to Barbara? Yeah. Like, what the hell am I missing? That, that, that's a mystery, man. I, I usually get every answer on Twitter because there's always somebody listening that knows something. Is Cher named Cher? Uh, I don't think there's so. There's no way, but now I'm looking. There's at no it. chance. Cher's real yeah. name. All right, here we go. Uh, this one this one makes sense. Okay. Sherilyn. Okay. So, yeah. Chop it. Yeah. Go, go short. Her last name is Sarkeesian. Wow. How about that? Wow. Now, what's Madonna's name? Uh, I forgot what her name is. Uh, <laughs> But is this true? I'm looking at Madonna's name, and it's supposedly Madonna. <laughs> nah, come on. No, I did. No, no, no. It was something else. It's. Ma- I'm reading Madonna Louise Cioni, or Cioni. Oh. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. What Italian that? name. Yeah. So is Louise the middle name, or is Madonna, or, or was it Louise? And then she created Madonna, right? And then maybe they legally changed her name. Uh, that's what I think. That's Metal legally World changed style. Her name. Right. Right. Huh. Yeah, I don't know anymore. But why the heck would Barbara Streisand go from Barbara to Barbara? Barbara. From what I'm reading, she just took the extra A out because she didn't like her original name. But <laughs> she kept the name. She just changed the spelling. So that doesn't make a ton of sense. What? And I'm going uh, off of Wikipedia, which is, you know, some dude in his basement. Right, that's right. There, so. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Bar- she didn't like Barbara, so she said Barbara. Chop it from there. Cut it off. Huh. What could I? Can I do that? What can I can become like? <laughs> Evan and just go I am instead of A N. Evan Robert, you can be yeah. Evan Robert, or just change can, it to Ev. Yeah, or Van Roberts, or Van yeah. Van Roberts, Van Roberts. That's actually a badass name. Yeah, like that. yeah. It's Van Roberts. Van on Roberts the fan. on the fan. That's almost a wrestling name. That's probably an AEW wrestler. If I change my name to Van Roberts, would people just assume I'm a good athlete, or is that ship sailed? No, that ship is long, long since sailed. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't yeah, find yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see tonight when I'm. <laughs> Beating my wife in pickleball. When you're a pro pickleball player, you can go by Van. I mean, you're probably a good bowler, right? You can bowl. I'm well. The the bowling thing is weird. So back in the day, like my high score is two eleven. I love it. I'm very excited about it. But I wasn't really that good. I I more hit like one sixty five, kind of in that range. But I haven't done it in a long time. So if I went tomorrow with you guys. I'd probably bowl like a 90 in game one. I would yeah. just assume because I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. You got that 211, and then they took the bumpers out, and then you got a 65. <laughs> Let's be real. They didn't want to make you feel bad, and they made you think that it was always there, Ev, yeah. but your parents put the bumpers in so you had to get a higher score. First of all, <laughs> I was a senior in high school on that Thursday afternoon with Chad, my BFF back in the day, <laughs> and there were no parents around. We were at Woodmere Bowling Lanes. Oh, that's a nice one. That's now, a good one. Rockville Center was better. Totally disagree you with you. At Raffle Center, it was better. RVC was better. In Woodmere's fact, all right. It's not bad. Eh, I, you know what? We would go to Woodmere on Thursday afternoons just to bowl. Okay. When we would go out to try to meet the ladies, yeah. we'd go to Rockville Center. You go to RVC? Oh, we would. I did. Wow. wow. We did 
Ten midnight pin or whatever the yeah, hell they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the color, with different, with the different color pins. Yeah. Spoiler nice. alert. And this is a knock on me, and it's a knock on Chad. Yeah. Never met anybody. <laughs> Not lying to you. But we went out there. We were in the game every <laughs> single night. But here's the good news. I'm happily married. Yeah. Chad's happily married. We got both beautiful kids. So who cares that when we were 17, we were gigantic losers? Because <laughs> we're the winners now, aren't we? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get more of your calls on all this. Aaron Rodgers, apparently the Packers hate him. And they want him off the team immediately. Plus, if you're actually going to watch the celebrity basketball game tonight, there is one celebrity that I am so curious to watch. Carton Roberts here on the Fan CP, the franchise sitting in. We do say goodbye to SNY. Thank you, Grubhub. And you can see CP later on on SNY. What time are you going on? Microphone. 9, 9.30. <laughs> 9.30 on the Sports Night on SNY. There so, you go. A little doubleheader. So to, I think it's tonight. Yes. Tonight is the, um, the, 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 the rookie, sophomore, well, it's the Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, and they also have the, the celebrity games tonight or is tonight it tomorrow? It's, tonight at 7 p.m. ESPN. Right. I never watched the celebrity game. I yeah. got to be perfectly honest with you. But I looked at the list of celebrities, yeah. and without making myself sound too lame, I didn't know who 90% of the people were. Yeah, yeah. New did, crop. Did you know who all the celebrities were? Not at all. Not at all. This all is, right. this, this, there's a lot of new names on here. All right, because you're the cool one. Yeah. So if you don't know, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. This yeah. is not a, another example of my uncoolness. No. no. I'll give you another example probably in a few minutes. But the one guy I saw on the list and I said, oh, this is going to be fascinating. This guy playing basketball is going to be incredible. And it's not the Miz, who is a, probably a great athlete, yeah. WWE yeah. superstar. It was one of the great right-hand hitters in the history of baseball, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols does not look like a basketball yeah. player in terms of his body. Yeah, he's, he's, got a, he's rocking the dad bod. He's got a Hardcore dad bod. Hardcore dad bod. Yeah. yeah, like he's yeah. got a tummy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to uh, fat shame him at all. Right, right. I have nothing but respect for King Albert. What a great career. Even last year, finished incredibly strong. Yes, yeah. Can you imagine this guy playing basketball? Yeah. There's, there was really no, like, history of Pujols playing basketball. Like, <laughs> I was looking it up. Like, did he do Rock and Jock on MTV? That might have been a little bit after or before him. Right. I, yeah, I don't see it. I, I think this is going to be awful. This is, <laughs> I think it's going to be if, like, they said, Evan, play in a basketball game. And I was good, because I'm not good. I, I'll yeah. tell you what, I think I'm decent at baseball. Like, I can throw a ball, I can make plays at first base. Nice. I can't hit. Like, I think I know what I'm good at, what I'm yeah. bad at when yeah. it comes to sports, mostly bad. But I, I'll always say I can throw the baseball. I, I look good throwing a baseball, right, Louie? Yeah. He'd admit that. Uh, well, yeah. you know, it depends on your definition of good. I mean, a lot of people have different definitions of it. You know, I can't get anything from this yeah. guy. But basketball is an ugly scene. I was actually playing basketball the other day, I was shooting the rock. It was so, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing I can say is I did hit more free throws than Ben Simmons, though. Oof. But that wasn't pretty either. Yeah. But I feel like if you put me in a five-on-five game, it'd be, it'd be bad. Yeah. And I'd yeah. be exposed. Fine, I know my limitations. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling that if I put this on tonight, Albert Pujols is going to be god-awful. Yeah, like, where where did that invitation come from? Like, is he friends? Because the Jazz owner, Ryan Smith, is one of the coaches. And then Dwayne Wade, who right. is part of the Jazz uh, establishment, is the other coach. So I don't know where the Pujols connection well, stems from. I, the connection's probably, here's a big celebrity that wants to embarrass himself. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Albert's saying, I finally retired. I've been playing baseball legitimately every year of my life. Yeah. Like, think about it. Growing up. Baseball every year. High school baseball every year. Try Draft. Yeah, and now he's going to just do other crap. Like, he's probably doing karaoke tomorrow night, right, too. Right, 
He's probably doing all sorts. What of else things. is there to do for Albert Pujols? All right. Yeah. But as little interest as I would ever have in watching a celebrity basketball game, there is a part of me that says, "What's that going to look like?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's not too appealing. Uh, but the Jazz owner is playing in the game. Oh, is he? Yeah. You have uh, how about Megatron? Oh wow! Megatron is Calvin Johnson's playing in the game. Is playing wow. in the game. I expect him to be awesome. Yeah, he's he's on Pujols' team, so just pass it to Calvin Johnson, <laughs> throw him an alley, and get out of the way. You know, let, let Megatron do the work. You got the Miz on the same team as these guys. Wow, the yeah. Miz. Some actors. You have a couple of WNBA players in here. W. That's not fair. They're real yeah. basketball players. Yeah, right. Right. By the way, speaking of basketball, and you can expect this tomorrow because I'll be back on Saturdays with Joe Beningo tomorrow, 10 a.m., nice. my old partner. I was talking to Joe today, and I did not know this. Maybe some other people do. Joe is telling me he cannot stop watching women's college basketball. Wow. Like, he's obsessed with UConn women. Wow. He knows the roster. Yeah. Like, literally was explaining to me, so here's, here's what is struggling, bro. <laughs> She's out. She's out. I'm like, yeah. what is happening? So I look forward to a good five minutes tomorrow breaking down UConn women's nice. basketball. Nice. But you can't put a WNBA player on a celebrity team. Right. How does that work? They're professionals. Yeah, how, how does that work? You might just have to have them pass the ball. Like They can't do much. Yeah. Or else they'll dominate everybody. You can't have Albert Pujols try to defend <laughs> yeah. Cheryl yeah. Swoops yeah. or Lisa Leslie. They've That's, got, uh, I think, retired WNBA uh, players. But you know what I mean. Enrique O. Gunbawale, WNBA All Star from the Dallas Wings. She's an All Star. She's she's uh, yeah, she's an All Star. You're putting an All Star yeah. against these guys. Oh, and then on the other way. team, on on uh, Team Ryan, you have Diamond the Shields, who's a WNBA All Star, Phoenix Mercury. So they have one and one. Wow, so be- balance. They got a little balance. <laughs> it's uh, you know what? I guess that sort of makes sense. It's yeah. like if me and you were playing a two on two game, right? And my partner is Spencer Dinwiddie. And yeah. your partner is, uh, you know, R.J. Parrott. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Brunson. By the way, do you have the Dinwiddie audio, Rosie? Because I gave it to Let's Big Mac, so I apologize if, if it's in the system or not. Do you have it? Because I could text it to you. And I want to play this because Spencer Dinwiddie was on a podcast. And I, and I want to give the podcast credit because, um, you know, they interviewed Spencer Dinwiddie. But Spencer Dinwiddie was asked a really interesting question about there being a one-on-one tournament during the All-Star game. Because one-on-one could be really, really cool. Like, you could see how that would be very, very interesting. And Spencer Dinwiddie talked about it. And do you have the audio? All right. Play the audio, we'll listen to it, then I'll find out the podcast so I can give him some proper credit. But here it is. The great, the great, at least in one half against the Knicks, the great Spencer Dinwiddie. Would you put one-on-one in the All-Star? If the guys will compete, I'll put myself in it, right? I can be statistically one of the best one-on-one players in the league Years running, right? But the casual fan don't want to see Spencer Dinwiddie play one-on-one. <laughs> I, hey, I'm a very realistic dude. It is what it is. Whether I bake them or not, it does not matter. They yeah. want to see Bron play Giannis. Yeah. Luka KD. play KD. Jokic play Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like, and if they're not going to commit to it, you ain't got nothing. Do you think guys in the league would be like, I want the title of best one-on-one guy? Hell no. You want to know why? Because if you lose a dunk contest, ah, I didn't have my legs. You lose a three-point contest, ah, I got a little nervous. You lose one on one. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you because whoever wins is gonna walk around like that for real. No, he's right. It's the uh, at Clutch Dime. Subscribe to him because it was really cool. It was a yeah. good interview. So I'm sure you can check out the whole thing. How spot on is he, by the way? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, I, I hate when Spencer Dinwiddie really talks about the Knicks and Nets rivalry because he, he is a good player, but he's he's absolutely right. 
That is how we have these debates all the time. Who's who's the best in the league? Is it Jokic? Is it Embiid? Is it LeBron? Is it Giannis? Is it KD? How about we find out with one on one? And that would take the All Star game to new heights. They don't have the guy. He's he's nailed. They it. don't have it. He he nailed everything. First of all, part of why Dinwiddie was was literally my favorite player, which yeah. softened this whole blow up. Like getting Dinwiddie back was so cool for me as a yeah. fan, and and you could tell why why we love him. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. great personality, Absolutely. all that. But Dinwiddie is very understanding of who he is. Like, yeah. that's something I would say. Yeah. No one wants to see me. I did what he's being honest. Right. Yeah, I think I could beat everybody because I'm an athlete. I'm competitive. But no one wants to see Spencer Dinwiddie cook LeBron James. And he's right. It's yeah. a part of why the slam dunk contest stinks right now. That's it. Because no one wants to see who's in it. Yeah. Like, McClung and Sims is not exactly exciting people. So he's right. But he's also right that guys don't have the guts to play one-on-one. I, I think it's two things. Yes, they don't. They don't want to get embarrassed, especially in the social media age when everything is on camera, everything goes viral. You don't want to diminish your brand by losing to someone who you may think is inferior to you. But I also think just with the all-star game and everything with load management, these guys just don't want to play hard for anything until it gets to the playoffs. Man. So I have the answer they to all They don't want to this. risk it. I, and I get that. I have the. I think the answer to all of this. Adam Silver has been running around talking about how excited he is for this in-season tournament. Right. I can't st- – I have no interest in Terrible. I Terrible. No is, interest. This is not soccer. This is not soccer. It's no. not going to work. No, no. I want to beat you in the regular season, not some tournament. Right. 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 That should be the in-season tournament. Yeah. Now, you, you do run it. into the same issue of load management. Guys, you know, may not want to risk injury. And yeah. there is a risk of injury. Yeah. Like, I accept that. And that's why maybe it's, maybe it's an off-season kind of thing. But people – I think people would watch that. Absolutely. More than any other event you could create around baseball. Yes. More than the Home Run Derby. Because the yeah. Home Run Derby's like, oh, yeah, Pete Alonso with a lot of home runs, great. Aaron Judge still went out and at 63 during a season. Yeah. But LeBron James going one-on-one with Kevin Durant would have yeah. eyeballs everywhere. The, roof. the betting would be insane, first of all. Yeah. We'd all be invested in it. And the league has become, you and I, I think, are still sort of unique in that we're fans of teams. Yeah. We're fans of laundry. A lot of basketball fans are fans of players. They're, they're yeah. stargazers. I saw it yeah. with uh, all the stands that jumped on the net bandwagon. Right, right. It wasn't New Yorkers who jumped on the net bandwagon. They're either Nick or Net fans, and I respect that. Yeah. It was stands. Exactly. It was Kyrie stands. Yeah. It was KD stands. Yeah. The stands' brains they're, would They're explode. more fans of individual players in today's They today's would game. love it. Easily. Easily. Yeah, that's a... It's a shame, man. It's really a shame because, that, like you said, this that would be a blockbuster idea. Way better than the in-season tournament. Like, I, I have no interest in seeing None. the Knicks compete for, like, the Town Fair Tire Cup in, <laughs> in, in the middle no of November. No offense, Town Fair no Tire. Offense, no offense. Great, great brand, great company. Go out and get them. But I have no interest in, in seeing that tournament in, in the middle of the season. It holds no weight. Look this up, fellas, and, and unless you remember it off the top of your head because I'm foggy on this. During the lockout of 99, did they not talk about – during the lockout, so this yeah. wasn't associated with the NBA – Weren't they talking about some kind of one-on-one tournament? Or well, am I thinking well, of a different had, time? They had two-ball. That, that, that was a 98 All-Star game. Uh, no, it's, game. it's not that. They but took I the dunk contest that. out and yeah. put in that two-ball yeah. uh, competition But when the WNBA was coming into, uh, into focus. But, you know, you did have in 1992, you had the Clash of Legends, Dr. J versus Kareem. What now, was I, I don't remember that. Yeah, they played one-on-one in 1992, see, February 28, 1992. And what, what happened? 
It's new well, to me. They both look terrible at it. They, <laughs> <laughs> they were both they way both over the hill. <laughs> but they did. They played each other. They you had a uh, battle of the network stars on ABC, where you had have different athletes from different sports competing yeah. in you know race or. And by the way, that's all fine and dandy. Yeah. The the, the old timer thing is a problem. Like yeah. that, yeah. it is an issue. Like I was watching Mets old timers day this year, and it's that ain't Mike Piazza, yeah. or that ain't you know. Yeah. It, you you don't want to remember guys. Excuse me, in a different way. So it's not that wouldn't even work, and I understand why that was a one-off thing. I thought I remember something about a one-on-one tournament on pay-per-view, mm. and it just never happened. Like for yeah. whatever reason, it just guys backed out or guys didn't want to do it. Maybe it was the same issue we'd have today of guys saying, "I don't, I don't want to risk the embarrassment." Yeah. yeah. But it's unfortunate because it's one of those ideas that would be truly awesome, but we'll never see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, man. The the game now it's just it's too high stakes. They don't play hard in the All-Star game anymore like they used to. This one-on-one thing or even like a three-on-three tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, That would be tremendous. It would be great. Uh, we'll come right back. We'll squeeze in a few more of your calls. It's Carton and Roberts here on the Fan CP, the franchise, sitting in for Craig, who will return on Monday at 2 o'clock. It's Carton and Roberts on the Fan, WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Carton and Roberts, Craig's back on Monday. CP, the franchise, doing a fine job sitting in. We'll take some of your phone calls. Before we make way for uh, the bridge show with Tommy Lugauer. You got that right. Followed by five hours of Keith McPherson, who's in the midst right now. I think it's six straight days of, not six straight days because of the weekend, but six straight shows of the full five hours. 30 hours, man. That's a lot of hours. 30 hours, McPherson on the grind, man. I think it's actually six now, if I'm thinking about it, because he did it yesterday. He's doing it today. And then next week, obviously, the All-Star break. No Nets on the radio station. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wow. And then they're back against the Bulls. And the game, the game got flexed back into not being a national TV game. Oh. I, I've entered the world, CP, in which we go from national TV to no one wants to watch you. <laughs> Flex. And by the way, I loved it because it was supposed to be 10 o'clock against Chicago. 10 o'clock against yeah. Chicago. They flexed it back to 8 o'clock. And as a man who does not want to stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I want to thank the NBA for basically saying, we don't want to watch Nets Bulls. Wait, let's what? put it back. It was it was scheduled for 10 o'clock? It was scheduled, It was a 10 o'clock start, yeah. In Chicago? In Chicago. Wow. How the hell does that make Eastern. sense? How does that make sense? I've seen it before with Chicago. Yeah. Well, Rosie, you're a Bull fan. That happens yes. a lot. Yeah, they'll do that. And the Bucks, like last the Bucks night, I think the Bucks game started at 9 o'clock to our time. Yeah, yeah. So the Bucks it, do it as well. That's yeah, true. That's a, you know, it's TV. Wow. That's the, I guess. Do you the want para- to go to Chicago for the game, Evan? Do I? No. <laughs> I'm just asking. I, 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 I figured to take a shot. Maybe you'd want to go to the game. Uh, for that play-in game, maybe. Yeah. There you go. There <laughs> that's you go. Uh, that's Boots the- versus Claxton. I'm ready to go. Oh, yes. I'm ready to go Boots versus Claxton. <laughs> that's the perils of Central Time Zone. Because they, they, they that never happens. Yeah. We never have a 9 o'clock tip. A 9 uh, o'clock tip? Next, no. Next we've never had a No. And you want to know why? Because your team hasn't been in the NBA Finals to have one. <laughs> it's been a little while. And by the way, while, neither right? have I for 20 years. That's so right. It's, you know, it's not just me talking about you here. In fairness, for any Knicks fan who got deeply offended, trust me, I get it. The Nets haven't won a title. You win. Uh, let's take a couple of your calls. Josh is in Mawa. What's up, Josh? Hey, Evan. You were talking about that pay-per-view, that one-on-one uh, right before the break. Yeah. That was Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem Olajuwon. It, was, it never happened because Hakeem's back went out, but it was sponsored by... Taco Bell, it was called like the war on the floor, but I remember wow. the commercials for it. Wow. wow. I, yeah, I didn't That's know that. what it was. That's the gym. 
Chica- what year yeah. was it? Was it was it during the lockout or was it a different time? It was ninety five. I oh, think wow. I think you might be right about that. I'm not I'm not too sure. Wow. Yeah, I got that thank you for the call, Josh. That's interesting. I gotta look that up. Yeah. So it wasn't really a tournament, it was more this one off event between two guys who obviously faced each other in the NBA finals. Yeah. If it was ninety five, because that's when they faced in the NBA finals. And um Yeah, it's kinda cool. It is, man. That's kinda cool. I you know, maybe the players can push for something, but I, I doubt it. They ain't gonna push for it. Yeah. They're afraid they're, they're of not it. Pushing for it. Uh Jay's on Long Island. What's up, Jay? Hello, Jay. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. What's up? Not much. Not much. So you guys were talking a little bit earlier about Daniel Jones, the franchise tag. The only issue, and listen, I'm a big Giants fan, but the only issue is that is you're looking at, you know, you're locking him in the cap. You can't manipulate the contract. And all of a sudden, you know, a Giants team that needs a lot of work, you have no space. You have no room to do anything. And that's, you know, even before worrying about Saquon Barkley's contract, which they seem destined to give him. So, yeah, it's a lower number he making in the open market, but you kind of need to sign him to, to get the space you need to make some other moves. You're, you're right, true. but the trade-off, I think, is that you're not locking yourself into a five-year deal if you're not fully convinced that yeah. Daniel Jones is the guy. It's almost a kicking can down the road kind of thing. Yeah. Of Yeah, short-term cap-wise, it doesn't help you manipulate. But if you're not comfortable with what he's ultimately asking for and there is a threat that he could leave, it's your last resort option. Yeah. I don't think it's ideal the way it is with Saquon. I, I look at Saquon and say, you know, it's not that bad to give him a one-year deal at $10.5 million. Yeah. Yeah, on, on Jones, I, I wouldn't mind it. As a as another one-year prove-it deal, we're going to put some pieces around. We'll draft some wide receivers. Maybe get another one off, off the uh, free agent uh, list. Prove it. You know, take us another step, and, and let's see where we can go long-term. I don't mind it. Isn't there a part of you, as much as you'd want Jones back, that says... I kind of need to see it again. There's still a little bit of skepticism. A little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Again, I had no expectations coming into this year. I was impressed with how he handled it. He handled the adversity and was working with literally nothing. Still a little bit. Of, yeah. A little bit of skepticism. And it's it's a way to kind of say, all right, go prove it again. Right. You know, let's go see if you're really legitimate. Now we're giving yeah. you more weapons. Now let's see, can you elevate the 15 touchdown passes? Are we going to see yeah. you throw 25 this year or what have you? I don't think if I had to predict it's going to end that way at all. I do think they're going to work out a long-term deal. Yeah. And what's so weird about the NFL, so different than baseball and the NBA, is that when we hear the contract, we're not going to know if it's a good deal or not because you got to see, okay, how much is guaranteed? guaranteed. Where, when, it, when and where are you able to get out on a deal where you decide, all right, two years in, he ain't the guy, let's move on. So NFL contracts are always so kind of tough to figure out right. if it's a good contract or not a good contract. But I think they're going to sign him. I, I'd be really, really surprised if we're sitting here in late March talking about Daniel Jones on a different team. They have, they have no choice. Um, unless, as we said earlier, that they go into the draft and start over, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I think they keep it. And it's, a, it's also, I know that, Giant fans loved what they saw this year. How could you not? It was an amazing year. It came out of nowhere. But it's very natural when you have that kind of year to then expect another step the following year. If Daniel Jones isn't the quarterback and you're going the young route and Saquon Barkley's gone, even if Jones is here and Saquon's gone, it's tough to think that you're even going to get back to the same spot. Because imagine what the Giants would have been this season without Saquon Barkley. Just take him off the roster and replace him with an average running back. Are the Giants in the playoffs this year? I don't think so, man. No. And considering the lack of weapons Daniel Jones had, if Daniel Jones isn't on the roster, what are they? Right. So if you're going into next year with one of those guys not on the roster, 
And obviously there's other offseason moves you can make. There's a draft. I get it. It's tough to really think they're going to be that they'll be able to repeat what they did this past season. The division's getting tougher. You just see Eric Bieniemy took the OC job with the with the Commanders. Has yeah. he taken that yet? By he, the way, he just took it. Oh. I, th- I think he, he it was reported on the ESPN that he Th- took it. That had to happen. Yeah, because yeah. Eric Bieniemy and it confuses all of us doesn't have a head coaching job, and you say to yourself, "All right, well, go to a bad team, <laughs> go to another team, and if that offense is awesome, then he's a hundred percent going to get a head coaching job." So good for him. He's now the OC of Washington. But you're right; that's in the Giants' division. Yeah, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be good. They're a talented yeah. roster. We'll see about the future, Tony Pollard and Zeke. But you know Dak's going to be back. And the Eagles, man, here's what's scary. They ain't going anywhere. That's right. Well, how, how do you feel about them losing their, their top two coordinators? Uh, like it's, it's tough because a lot of times when you have a good core of players and you have a good head coach, and at this point we have to say Nick Sirianni is a good head coach. I know the, yeah. the, the, the amount of time isn't there yet, but he did coach a team to a Super Bowl in his second year. My my gut tells me they'll be fine. And it was one of those things, I said this the other day, where you're very used to, I, I guess I'm mocking you, you're used to losing to the Eagles. It's all the Giants do. Unfortunately, man. It's Unfortunately, man. But in this yeah. case, losing to the Eagles was the greatest thing ever because you lost your you lost the battle for which coordinator was yeah. getting head coaching jobs. Both guys, Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka, Lost, lost their chance of being yeah. a head coach, which stinks for them, great but it's for great the for the New York Giants. Great, great for the Giants and you, for the continuity, for sure. Yeah, because you ain't losing them. Yeah. So that's a, the ultimate win. You kept losing and losing and losing, but ultimately, you won. Now, CP, I appreciate you coming in, man. Thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. You know, continuing to live this dream and, and live on this journey in, in a place that... Uh, I always admired as a kid. It's a dream. Well, you did a hell of a job. Appreciate and you do it, a hell of a job with Nick Fan TV. You know, I'm a fan of yours, even though I can't stand your basketball team. <laughs> but you can, you know, it, honestly, any Nick fan, because I heard a few Nick fans say, who is he? And I said, you kidding me? If you're a Nick fan, you should know Nick Fan TV. And not just you, everybody you put out there. Yeah. They're very entertaining. And, and J.D. and uh, Gamble, all those guys, man. Sometimes a little too obnoxious after wins. <laughs> a little too cocky. <laughs> But, uh, no, I enjoy it. Nick Fan TV, you can check it out on YouTube. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'll be on. I think Craig will be on tomorrow with Hello, My Name is Craig. I think Big Mac is on tonight at midnight. Loogie is up next. I'll be with Joe tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you for Rosenberg for stepping in. And Craig and I will talk to you Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.